This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 1358, American and British Speaking Part 1, Model House Answers. Welcome to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. IELTS speaking questions might be confusing as all get out if they're full of British English vocabulary. Today, learn how to handle this and hear four band nine sample answers modeling these strategies. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Aubrey, what do you think is um, the most common speaking part one topic? Ooh, about like school or work or where you live, your home. Yep. You're almost guaranteed to get asked about those on part one. Exactly, exactly. So guys, in IELTS speaking part one, the first group of questions will always be, always, always, always be about school or work or home, hometown, right? So you'll have to describe the place you live or the city you live in, Um or work or school, okay? The first group of questions, always about those things. So today we are going to give you sample part one answers about house and home. And we're also going to point out how British English might cause some American English learners or speakers some issues on the speaking yes. test. Yeah, if you already live in the States and you're very used to the vocabulary we use in America, and then maybe you move to England and take IELTS there or lots of places in the world where they would be more likely to use uh, vocabulary that would be used in England, that might trip you up if, you, if you're not familiar. Yeah, the questions are written by British English people, right? All of the IELTS questions. So even if as an American examiner, um, I'll be reading the question, maybe it says like flat instead of apartment. Um, I, I can read it as it is and say flat. I think a lot of examiners will just read exactly what they say. Some examiners will change it to American English, okay? But chances are you'll be hearing the questions with British English in there. Yes, absolutely. So you need to be familiar with it. We talk about this quite a bit here on the podcast today. A couple of the answers that we give each other are going to have some, some British English. So we'll see if you're familiar with it. If not, we're going to make sure that you are so these don't cause you any problems on test day. Well, I will show you how to handle it, right? Yes. Because you're listening to us right now. You're learning American English and we get this question all the time. Like, 
can I answer in American English? Do I have to use British English? So we'll, mm. we're going to show you exactly what to say if you um, are more comfortable using American English instead of the British English like the question. So we're going to model this for you today, show you how you can handle all of this with confidence and still get that high speaking score. Um, and at the end of the episode, we are going to give you two of the best phrases that you should use in speaking part one. So stay tuned until the end, guys, because you will have to write down this vocabulary so you can use it in your own answers. Absolutely. And we want to give a shout out to a listener, Everson, who wrote in asking about speaking. But this is an interesting question. And we're going to just give the shout out, read the question, because I want to highlight something that I think Everson did that was really smart. I'll go ahead and read this. Mm-hmm. Um, Everson Vedoveto, such a fun family name, it is fun. <laughs> says, I just started my IELTS journey. And a thing that I have many doubts about is the speaking part. But I'll explore the library from your podcast before asking any <laughs> questions about that. I love, it. I love this so much. I, in case you guys aren't aware, if you're like Everson, and you're just starting your IELTS journey, we have 1000s of podcasts, blog posts, so many good strategies and vocabulary, such a a vital resource for you to dig into. So I love that Everson's doing this. Want to make sure that all of you guys are as well. Still wanted to give a shout out for this uh, great comment. Yeah, thank you, Everson. So there's three different ways you can find um, specific past episodes and materials, guys, you can go to our website, allearsenglish.com. There's a search function there. You could just search speaking part one or whatever you're looking for. You could also go to our YouTube channel, IELTS Energy TV. And again, just search speaking part one or whatever. There, guys, we have so much material for you. Um, or wherever you're listening to podcasts, like Everson said, just scroll up and look through our past episodes. Um, the most recent episode that we touched on speaking part one was an episode 1343 speaking part one vocabulary for dithering i love that vocab episode guys you have to go back and listen if you missed it and if you missed it maybe maybe it's because you're not following so hit follow right now guys Yes, that was such a great one about what to do if you are kind of on the fence right if you are dithering if you can't make up your mind can i say both i can't decide Don't miss that podcast for great strategies when that happens. So good. So good. All right, guys. So first, I'm going to ask Aubrey two speaking part one questions, and then she will ask me two speaking part one questions. So let's get into it. All right. Here's the first question. Do you live in a house or a flat? I live in a house currently. It would be impressive if I could cram my gigantic family into a tiny flat. I We used to live in an apartment in New York City, and I loved that. There were a lot of benefits, but we only had two kids at the time. And now we have doubled that number. <laughs> there are six of us. So we needed a little more space. We had to move to the burbs. We had to move to the suburbs in order to have a place that was big enough to accommodate all of us. Um, that was so good, guys. I'm going to give you a couple vocab phrases to take away, and then I'll ask Aubrey another question. So first, the verb cram. Um, you know, even if you don't live in a small place, it doesn't matter what size place you live in, you're going to fill it up with stuff. Always. That's just what happens. Um, so no matter where you live, 
even in a big place, you could use this, right? Cram just means you're fitting a lot of stuff into one space, right? So I, um, I cram a lot of artwork into my home. The walls are covered. I have a whole section that's just for making art, right? We cram stuff in. And the other slang phrase, guys, was the burbs. So the burbs, um, good movie, but also it just is short for suburbs. So if you live outside of a city on the outskirts, right, just right around the city, you live in the burbs or the suburbs. Nice. Awesome. All right. All right. Next question. Uh, how long have you lived in that house? Ooh, we live. We moved here when my twins were new babies. So I always gauge how long we've lived here from when they were born. So we've now been here nine years, which seems bonkers because I feel like we moved here just yesterday. But they're about to turn 10. So that means we've lived here almost 10 years. Crazy. You know, I just realized today I was talking to Lindsay this morning and realized that I've been working for Allers English for 10 years. Wow. Which is also bonkers. (laughs) It's quick, guys. And that is the vocab I want you to take away from that specific answer. Whenever you're saying something is is just crazy, right? Um, Don't just say crazy. That's boring as all get out. Say bonkers or bananas. I love saying (laughs) saying bananas. Bananas is really fun. Crazy. And a little bonus phrase there to say something is blank as all get out, boring as all get out, which is a much more native and interesting way instead of saying very or extremely boring, right? Or fun, fun as all get out. We can use that for, this is an adverb phrase for anything, guys. Um, Let's take it back to the word cram. You could be like, my house is crammed as all get out. Like just anything. (laughs) Instead of very, just say as all get out. And you are guaranteed to need to say very on IELTS. Often the feedback I give to students is you said the word very 18 times. Let's (laughs) think about all of the higher scoring ways you can say that, right? Especially on part one where you can use some slang like super, way, totally, right? Totally. Absolutely. All right. You ready for your questions, Jess? I think so. All right. Here's your first one. (laughs) What do you like about where you live? I love that I can see trees from every window. Um, I live in a tiny place and just being able to glance greenery, no matter what window I'm looking out of, it really does help me to feel like not crammed into a small space. It gives me a connection to the wider world, being able to see nature from really anywhere I stand in my place, right? So um, that's the best thing is I still feel close to nature, even though I'm in like a small place in a city. Ooh, nice. I want to point out she was able to use crammed again there only (laughs) because she said not crammed. Like, think about how useful this is. You can absolutely use this somewhere in your IELTS speaking exam to either talk about how you're cramming stuff, cramming information into your brain, or like Jessica used it to say you're not crammed somewhere, right? Amazing. And then also the verb glance to say you can glance greenery instead of saying look at or see, right? This is just a less common. I rarely hear students use this verb glance. So that's a lot higher scoring. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. One more, and then we're going to tell you guys the two best phrases to take away from today. All right. Last one. Is there a garden in the place where you live? Okay, so this is this is tricky because I know garden in British English is more like a like a yard, like having um, like grass or a yard outside uh, your domicile. But to me, a garden is like a specific place for growing vegetables and herbs and stuff like that. So I have neither. <laughs> Funnily enough, because I live in a condo, so I don't have a yard. Or a garden. Um, I do put potted plants on my balcony, though, and I try to grow some food every summer. Nice. Oh, really nice. <laughs> we are going to chat in just a second, too, about how we've handled this British English in these questions. But first, I want to highlight the word domicile. You are likely to get questions about your home or your apartment, and you don't want to say apartment over and over or house or flat, right? You need higher scoring parallels, synonyms, and domicile is a really good one. I've never heard a student say domicile, so it'd be band nine, right? So if you catch yourself about to say apartment again or home again instead say domicile so good so useful for speaking and writing that word um guys so we've shown you two ways you can sort of handle and incorporate the british english into the american english that you are most likely more comfortable using so the first question i asked aubrey was do you live in a house or a flat um, she just said flat, like you just use the word from the question. That's fine. Like you don't have to stop and say, oh, well, flat means apartment. So like you, yeah. you, you can if to. you want, but you don't have to. Right. No, you just say, I mean, you know, flat is apartment. This is a basic like British English word. Right. So you just said it. That was great. Um, and then when you asked me about the garden, that's that's kind of that's a little more specialized than just knowing flat. Right. So I I talked it out. I narrated my thoughts. Right. And I could be like, oh, well, I know in British English. It means this. <laughs> and in American English, it means this. Yes. Both of those strategies work great. And if you're not aware of that, like say you didn't realize that in British English, garden means more of like a yard, like just the grass out front. And you answer about your vegetable garden or your flower garden. That is also going to be an Still acceptable fine. answer. This yeah. examiner realizes what garden means in American English. You are not exactly. going to be docked for that. Exactly, exactly. And that's probably um, a very important takeaway, guys, today is that it doesn't matter if you're using British or American English. It doesn't matter if you interpret the question in the American English way or the British English way. Either way is fine. Okay. You are not scored on using one or the other. Okay. As long as what you're saying is correct in one of those, American or British English, you are fine.
Yes. All right. Let's share our two best vocabulary phrases from today that you definitely want to add to your notebook, practice using in IELTS sample answers. The first one is, as all get out. This is a band nine replacement for saying very or extremely, right? If you can instead say amazing as all get out instead of very amazing, that is pushing up your vocabulary scores. Yeah, so the phrase goes after any adjective, guys, instead of saying very. Um, exciting is all get out, boring is all get out, whatever, it works. And then the second phrase, guys, is cram. It means put a lot of something somewhere. So put a lot of information into your brain cramming vocabulary into your head, cramming stuff into your apartment, whatever, it works. Yes. And for both of these, use interesting intonation. It would sound really strange to be like, I cram a lot of things into here, or <laughs> that was boring as I'll get out. These yeah. phrases are interesting. They're unique. So give them the space they need to hit them a little harder, get a, some varied intonation there to help your pronunciation score as well. 100%. 100%. All right, guys. So that's it for us this week. Um, next week, guys, in the first episode next Tuesday, we're going to tackle some listening strategies. So hit follow right now, guys, so you don't miss that upcoming episode. Awesome. I will see you there. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.